Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the People Project Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Alexander, and each week I will be bringing you episodes on different topics that affect us all in different ways, internally, externally, or sometimes both. Last week, I was joined by my dude, Dylan Grimm, and we talked all about family and family dynamics. He shared his story, um, and it was incredible. So thank you again, Grimm, for coming on and um, you know being open to sharing all that with everyone. I know um, I got a lot of messages about people that enjoyed it, so um, and you know we're really appreciative and could really relate to um, a lot of the stuff that you talked about. So um, this week... I'll be talking all about embarrassing moments, pride, hubris, and its role throughout history and literature, and sharing some embarrassing moments that some of y'all submitted anonymously because we've all been there. Um, So small disclaimer, I have both of my dogs in the podcast room with me tonight. I'm trying to train them to be out while um, I record, (laughs) so we'll see how this goes, but if you hear any little like doggy nails like in the background. That's what it is. Um, so we'll see how this goes. So let's get started. Um, so a few weeks ago, I talked to y'all about like self-worth and self-esteem. Um, and honestly, that I, I didn't necessarily plan it this way, um, but that ties in pretty closely with this week's topic. Um, because I think there's a fine line between like being confident and then being arrogant, right? Um, so that's where like an understanding of pride or hubris comes in. So as I talked about in, in that episode, um, having self-worth and self-esteem is obviously super important. Um, it's something, you know, that we all struggle with and that we all like, you know, are working towards having as much of it as we can. Right. Um, but what distinguishes like a, a healthy level of, um, of, you know, pride and self-esteem from arrogance. Like, you know, what is that fine line? Um, so according to psychologists, um, there are two types of pride, actually. Um, there's authentic pride, which is like when we feel good about ourselves and like there's like socially desirable traits, you know, just like being a confident person, being positive, all those things, right? Everything that I talked about in the, in the self-worth episode that, you know, we're trying to achieve. So that is authentic pride. Um, but the other type of pride is hubristic pride, um, which is like arrogance and egotism and it's considered like socially undesirable. And, um, you know, ironically, these people tend to actually have super low self-esteem. So, you know, they're seen as like this, like super arrogant, cocky person, whatever. But a lot of times that's kind of just like a mask for like how they're actually feeling, like what's actually going on. Right. Um, which again, we've talked about this before, like that's a common theme. Um, so that's the two types of pride, authentic and hubristic. So we, we all have, or should have, um, the goal of feeling authentic pride, confidence over arrogance. Um, but it's important to note that like, I'm not, I'm not talking about like, other people's perception of you, like if other people think that you're arrogant or cocky or confident or whatever, if they see it as a good thing or bad thing, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about other people's perception Um, because just like I said a few weeks ago, perception is like always filtered through other people's lens, right? Somebody's got their own issues, their own like 
things that they want to be, you know, they may see something in you that they want to be like that. So they're jealous of that. And they, you know, see you as like being cocky or arrogant because you're proud of yourself. Right. So that's not, that's not necessarily what I'm like talking about here. Um, your goal should be to motivate yourself. Um, you know, persist towards your goals, be kind to people, love each other well, and like steer clear of behaviors that could be seen as like hostile or aggressive. Um, because I mean, people can typically distinguish between pride and arrogance. Like, trust me, like I know, I very well know the difference between like someone who is just like confident and proud of themselves and like just like living their best life and somebody who's like an arrogant asshole. Like it's not that difficult to differentiate between. Um, so hubris, you know, arrogance, overconfidence. Um, this is a concept in like literature that's always fascinated me because it comes up everywhere, like everywhere. It's, you know, a character trait that's seen in some of the greatest stories ever written. Um, you know, a fatal flaw in Greek mythology. Um, it's in U.S. history, world history, pop culture, like the concept of my dog sneezing. No, the concept of hubris and, you know, negative pride. Um, it's seen everywhere. So here are some examples of pride, um, seen in like literature and life because I am a total nerd who loves this shit and loves to read. And so maybe some of you will enjoy this as well. Again, dog sounds so sorry about it. So one example is Oedipus Rex by Sophocles. So in this play, Oedipus is a king who defies the prophecy from the gods that he will kill his father and marry his mother. So this is a prophecy that's told to him. And he's like, there's no way in hell this is happening. Like, I'm not going to marry my mom. I'm not going to kill my dad. So he's like, peace out, leaving home, going to take fate into my own hands. I got this. So he ends up along his journey, killing a random old man. Well, turns out that was his dad. Spoiler alert, was his dad. So then fast forward, he goes on to marry the queen of, I think it is pronounced Thebes. If I'm wrong, don't scream at me. Um, so goes on to marry her and you guessed it. That's his mom. Big yikes. Killed his dad, married his mom. How many times in like TV and movies and history and books and whatever have we seen somebody that's like, whatever, like, oh, that's the that's the prophecy. That's what's going to happen. Well, I will defy it. I mean, if you've ever watched an episode of Supernatural, how many times do freaking Sam and Dean, they're like, oh, I'm going to take this into my own hands. And it does not always work out well for them. Um, so another example is in Frankenstein. So plain and simple. Dr. Frankenstein decides, I'm going to play God. I'm going to create life. And he ends up creating, quite literally, a monster. So um, a real life example, the Titanic. They, you know, because also, side note, I was said something about the Titanic the other day, and I forget who it was with, but someone that was a part of the conversation, like, did not realize that the Titanic was like a real ship and like a real historical event. They literally thought, like, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, like, that was it. That, like, it was, <laughs> that, like, it wasn't an actual event that happened. That it was, like, literally just a movie. Um, so, 
So I just thought y'all would enjoy that. Um, so anyway, the Titanic, you know, it was called an unsinkable ship. They were like, this ship will never sink. Whatever. It's built to perfection. Blah, blah, blah. Well, we see how well that turned out for them. Um, you know, I mean, even, you know, like there were delays in getting people on lifeboats. They didn't have enough lifeboats because they didn't think that they were going to need them because it's an unsinkable ship and all this stuff. And, you know, delayed telling people. Um, I even saw stories. Um, yesterday was the um, 20th anniversary of September 11th. Um, and like the, the September 11th attacks on the World Trade Center and all that. And um, I saw stories of where like when one of the ta- when the first tower was hit, that like the people in the other tower were just told like, oh, stay at your desks. Like everything's going to be fine. It was an accident, you know, whatever. And like some people were like, oh, screw this. Like, bye and you know got up and left and evacuated and they survived and but like not everyone did that you know so um you know again a situation of of pride where it's like oh it's not going to happen to me right or oh everything's fine you know whatever and it's you know it's really unfortunate when you know situations like the titanic and um 911 and stuff like that where there's like little tiny things like that that happen um that you know causes the downfall of so many people um you know, and, and honestly, like, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a preventable thing either. You know, there was no reason on the Titanic for them to think that the ship was going to sink. You know, like, they had faith in what they had done. But anyway, I digress. Just an example. Um, another example is um, in a massively, massively underrated Disney movie, The Emperor's New Groove. Um, Cusco is an emperor, and um, he's got a whole lot of hubris going on. Um, you know, there's a literally a plot to murder him and he like doesn't see it going on and like he gets turned into a llama (laughs) and while he's a llama learns how to be a good dude and like love his kingdom and love his people and his subjects and all this stuff. And, you know, it ends up being like, you know, a happy ending because, you know, Disney movie, whatever. But you know, I mean, we see this all the time in politicians and in leaders and rulers throughout history, um, where, you know, they get power hungry and it goes to their heads and, you know, it ultimately ends up being their downfall. Um, so I could go on for literal days with examples of how pride has been the downfall of people and situations and societies and whatever, because it's all around us. Like, I'm sure you're listening to this and you could think of an example right now, of, you know, pride or hubris in someone you know, in someone you work with, in yourself, in whatever, something fictional, something, you know, historical, whatever. Um, Because like I said, it's all around us. Um, You know, CEOs, politicians, athletes, musicians, other celebrities, normal everyday people, like you don't have to have fame and fortune to be plagued with hubris, right? So how do we deal with it? How do we prevent it? Um, because I, I doubt anyone really wants to be like that, like this drunk on power, like hateful to everyone, whatever type of person. Um, because not only is it dangerous, but like, I don't know. I feel like that's gotta be pretty lonely, right? I mean, isn't that a saying like it's lonely at the top or something? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I feel like that's a saying. Maybe it's not whatever. Um, so, so how can we, (laughs) how can we prevent hubris? How can we deal with it? So you can recognize the behaviors, um, which, you know, some examples are, 
you know, refusing to take responsibility or like blame for anything, you know, always pointing it towards someone else, um, manipulation, um, calling out that behavior in other people, you know, like seeing, recognizing it in yourself. But if you recognize it in someone else, you know, you know, if you have that relationship with them, like calling it out and being like, Hey, yo, like what's wrong with you? Um, maybe do it like gentler than that, but you know what I mean? Um, so next, um, and a, like a big thing, and I talked about this again a few weeks ago is, um, having a true mirror for yourself. Um, so, I mean, understanding who you are has like a, a whole shitload of benefits, right? Like, I mean, a whole lot of benefits, but like one, one benefit is like that you have a, a, a way to measure yourself. Like if you, if you don't have this understanding of who you are, you're typically measuring yourself off other people, right? Like your success is based off of someone else's success. Like, oh, well they did that. If I do that or more then I'm successful. Right. Um, and if you, if you're doing that, like you can, you tend to get a little arrogant because, oh, now I'm better than them. Um, and I mean, everybody's going through stuff just because you figured out something that somebody else like might be struggling with does not mean that you're better than them. Um, but like, if you, if you look in the, look in the mirror, so to speak, you're measuring yourself against yourself, which is really the only thing that matters. Like the only thing you can control is you. So why not measure what you're doing against yourself? If that makes sense. Um, so another way that you can prevent hubris is practicing humility, um, like refocus your train of thought. Um, C.S. Lewis put it really well. He, there's a quote from him that says, true humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. So sit down, stay humble and practice humility. And lastly, um, don't ever hesitate to give other people credit. Um, you know, if you did something yourself, like on your own, that's awesome. Like, that's really awesome. Good for you. You should be celebrated. Pat yourself on the back. Tell people about it. That's awesome. Um, but if you had help, as we very often do, you know, whether it's, you know, in your personal life, in your romantic relationships, in, um, you know, your, your family in, or in the workplace, you know, like your non-personal life, your work life, um, your professional life, however you want to say it. Like, don't forget to give credit to the people who supported you. Like the people who are on your team, both like internally and externally, like cheer on your team, like give them credit too. Um, because chances are you didn't do it on your own. So don't forget to like shout out your people and like hype them up too, because everybody needs a good hype man, right? So all this talk about pride and hubris brings me to the concept of, I guess, kind of the absence of pride, <laughs> which is embarrassment. Um, so embarrassment. I know the feeling well, um, whether, you know, like I've said something or done something to feel embarrassed or it's secondhand embarrassment for someone else or something like, like somebody else has done, like my face turns beat red, like red. 
and I can't ever hide it. Like, it's the worst, you know, like, like I try to play it cool and stuff, (laughs) but like, if you know me, like there is not a play it cool bone in my body. So it just doesn't happen. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's the worst. It sucks. Um, but embarrassment by definition is considered a self-conscious emotion. So like, let's say you walk into a restaurant and you pull the door when it says push or vice versa, because I know I've done that like 86 million times in my life. Um, or you're walking into said restaurant, you figure out the door situation, you walk in and you trip on your way in, you know, you immediately become conscious of like a, like that you did something wrong. Right. Um, and I mean, I get it. Like shit ain't that big of a deal. Like you just tripped, whatever. But like, I'm just giving you the basic understanding or background or whatever of what embarrassment is. Um, so I found a 2005 study on the subject of embarrassment. Um, and it says that embarrassment is considered a social, moral, and self-conscious emotion. Um, as I said a minute ago, And it has been characterized as a complex interaction between the eliciting situation, one's personality, and the real or imagined presence of another. Um, So what what embarrasses us is super complex. Like, I mean, it depends on, like, our perception of, like, what is, like, considered something embarrassing. Um, But it also, like, is about the other people. Like, um, you know, like... Maybe nobody's there to see us fall down the stairs or something like that. But it's like, you know, that like if somebody had seen you, like that would have been embarrassing, you know, Um, or, you know, like if, you know, what was interesting is, you know, we have like physical reactions to embarrassment, right? Like you blush or, you know, you stutter or you like kind of like start sweating a little bit, you know, whatever, Um, because like psychologists say that you feel like you're socially motivated to do that, um, as like a react, like a visible reaction to other people. So that they know that, you know, that like that wasn't socially acceptable and you're trying to fix the problem. Like, which again, I know some shit ain't that serious. Like you tripped and fell, like you didn't do that on purpose, whatever. But I'm just telling you what the psychologists are saying. Um, and so another thing that's important, um, to note that I thought was interesting is, Um, This study was talking about how valuable um, embarrassment actually is um, because of the social importance of feeling it and showing it. Um, So, I mean, if you feel it like all the time, like if everything you do embarrasses you um, or it's like a debilitating thing, um, it's, it's likely because you have social anxiety Um, which is a deep fear of the perceptions of others and how they can harm you. Um, So, you know, embarrassment, like at its core, isn't like a massive problem, but we, we just should understand it more. You know, like, where does it come from? Why are you feeling embarrassed? All that, right? So the point is, everyone gets embarrassed. We're all idiots. Life is what it is. So... I collected some stories um, of when other people did stupid shit and got embarrassed about it. So y'all submitted some. Some of these are my stories. um, And I found some on Reddit and other parts of the internet. So enjoy. Um, Yeah. 
So one, I guess I'll tell one on myself, is that um, one time I was on a, um, a Zoom call, like with some friends, and I thought that I was muted, and I began to scream at my dogs because they were like going crazy barking, and I was like, shut the F up, um, very loudly, was not muted, um, and everyone just got really quiet and then like started like awkward laughing. It was terrible. I hated it. I wanted to die. Um, I didn't. That's dramatic, but it was very embarrassing. <laughs> um, and you know, they like to laugh at me about it now in a very loving way. So, you know, and along that same vein, someone submitted this one and um, that they were sharing their phone screen while they were on zoom and they forgot that they were doing it. And they started talking shit about the people in the meeting, including their boss. Um, so, you know, honestly, over the last, you know, year and a half, however long it's been since we started, you know, working from home and doing Zoom stuff and whatever, I wonder how many freaking terribly embarrassing moments have been born because of, I mean, oh, oh, that guy, uh, he was a lawyer or a judge maybe. Um, and he was a cat. He got, he like put a filter on his camera and like got turned into a cat. And he was like, I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat judge. Like talking to like, I, I guess he was an attorney and he was talking to the judge and he was like, I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. Um, and then there was some like zoom hearing or zoom city council meeting or something. And like the mayor went to go to the bathroom and, um, uh, like the mayor or something like went to the bathroom yeah, I think that's how this went. Um, I'm sorry. My dogs are so noisy in the background. This is not working out. It's okay. Um, he, like, went to the bathroom or something, and he didn't turn his, like, microphone off. And so, like, you could just, like, hear him, like, urinating and passing gas, like, in the bathroom the whole time, like during the city council meeting, it was like, I was mortified for this man. So, so yeah, like, I mean, how many different things like that have happened because of Zoom, right? Um, because it's just, I don't know, it's just so awkward, like forgetting to mute yourself or forgetting to turn your camera off. I mean, I can't tell you how many stories I've seen on like Twitter and Facebook or whatever of, you know, people doing inappropriate things and not realizing their camera was off or, you know, whatever. So, uh, you know, if you've had an embarrassing moment on Zoom, I doubt you're alone. Um, it's just, it's a whole different world out there. So, um, so another embarrassing moment someone submitted is your credit or debit card getting declined. Um, like just that feeling of like, it's just like, it's just a little awkward, maybe not necessarily embarrassing, but just like awkward. Um, I mean, we played credit card roulette at one of the restaurants we went to at Challenge Mania Nashville because like two, two or three of us, our cards got declined. Cause I guess like when we were traveling and our banks were like, mm, what are you doing? Um, and so it was just like, here, here's a bunch of credit cards, see whose works. Um, so that wasn't an awkward situation or embarrassing or whatever. Cause like we, we were all in it together. Um, but shout out high school musical. Um, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, I mean, I can see like how that's, you know, awkward, you know, if you're at the grocery store or something and there's like a long line to check out and you go to swipe it and it's declined and it's the only payment method you have, that's awkward. Um, okay, next one <laughs> submitted. <laughs> I've done this so many times. Um, someone saying, enjoy your food or enjoy your movie or whatever. And you say, you too. I did that when I picked up my lunch today. Like I went to Popeye's and got some chicken tenders because I was craving some chicken tendies 
And the lady gave me my food and was like, enjoy your meal. And I was like, you too. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I realized what I was saying as I was saying it. And she just was kind of like, hee hee, like gave this like little giggle and just like closed the window. Like, it's okay. I've done it before too. Like, it's just so embarrassing. I don't know why. Cause like we all do it. We all know it's embarrassing. Like it's a thing, but I don't know, whatever. Um, next is someone waves at you and you wave back, but <laughs> they weren't waving at you. Oh my God. Yes. I've done this too. Um, it's awkward. It really is. And like, I don't know, like, why do we wave at someone like wave back at someone that we don't know? Like, obviously they're waving at like the person behind you, but whatever. Um, okay. This person said one time in college, I went to the wrong class <laughs> and I didn't realize it for like 15 minutes. And when I tried to get up and leave to go find the right one, the professor called me out in front of everybody. Oh my God, I would die. I would never, I would change schools probably. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. That's, again, I'm just, I guess in a dramatic mood tonight. But um, that's awful. Oh, that's awful. That's so mean. Why would that professor do that? Like, you don't know why somebody's leaving. What if you had to go to the bathroom? Or had an emergency or something? That's so sad. I'm so sorry you were embarrassed like that. Um, next, I was in a, this isn't I, as in me. Like, I'm reading what this person submitted. I was, but, uh, no, this is me. Okay, I'm just going to, like, I'm going to own this one. So I was in a, <laughs> I was in a really, really important meeting at work. Um, and we took the client to lunch. And at lunch, like, the guy's, like, sitting across from me. And I reached for my drink and, like, something happened to my body and I just like chucked my drink at him. Like I didn't like bump it with my hand and it fell over. Like I literally just like, <laughs> like tossed it at him. I do not know what, like I think about this all the time. Every time I have like a big meeting at work, I think about this, like it will haunt me forever. Um, and I mean, I literally just like dumped my drink into his lap and he looked very expensive. <laughs> so like he was dressed like very nice, like drove a very nice car. So it's fine. I was mortified. He handled it so well, was very nice about it, but I wanted to crawl into a hole. So that's me. Um, okay. Next, someone said sending a text to the wrong person. Yes, that's awful. Um, that's awful. God, awful. If you've ever done that, there should be a club for us because it's a club of guilt and shame. It's terrible. Um, then taking a drink and missing your mouth and spilling it on yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm sure that's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sure that's pretty embarrassing. Um, and then the last one that was submitted is one time I tripped in front of the library. I recovered well, or so I thought. Because I swear to you, I fell for like a solid three minutes. Just kept falling and falling and falling. It was great. <laughs> I think all of us have fallen and like tried to recover and you just like keep falling and you just like really can't get your shit together. And it's just like, you're never going to stand upright again. Um, so, you know, honestly, all of these that were submitted, I think we can all relate to in one way or another. Um, because, you know, shit happens, we get embarrassed, right? Um, so I say all this to say, you know, like, don't be an arrogant butthole, but also don't take yourself too seriously. Like embarrassing moments happen. Let them happen. 
live your life. It's cool. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's all I've got for this week. This is kind of a, a mini-sode, right? Um, but but yeah, that's what I got. So as always, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast, for subscribing to it, submitting your ideas and your questions and your stories. Um, I really appreciate it. It is so special to me, and um, it just never ceases to amaze me, like the, the stories that I get from people and, um, you know, the input I get and I receive. So that's super cool. Um, but as always, I really appreciate when you subscribe to the podcast, share it on social media, tell your friends and family about it, leave me ratings and reviews. It's really cool. Um, so I've got a cool episode coming up next week and um, I'm working on getting some guests for a couple of other cool topics coming up. So Um, again, as always, if you would like to be a guest on the people project, or you have someone that you know, that has a great story that you would like to submit to be a guest on the people project, send me a text, DM me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at Kelsey Alexander underscore. Um, I would really appreciate it. I think that's super cool. Um, so until next time, I hope y'all have a great week.